Hey, y'all, and welcome to episode two of Faith and Friends. I am so overjoyed to introduce to you my friend, Kaziah Franklin. Kaz reminds me of David because he truly is a man after God's own heart. He's so spiritually mature and musically talented. Woo! This boy is just awesome, and I'm so thankful. He's my friend and in my life. So I hope you love Kaz as much as I do and enjoy our episode together. So enjoy! Okay, y'all. So welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to be here with Kazai Franklin. How are y'all doing? My bestie from Belmont. Yes, ma'am. Bestie Belmont. One of my favorite guys that goes to Belmont. Honestly, probably my favorite. Don't tell anyone else. <laughs> but y'all, I think it's so crazy. We met over Instagram. We sure did. Do you remember that? I don't exactly remember how we met, but I remember... I stumbled upon your page or something because I already had like an idea of who you were. Yeah. And I remember we just kind of had like a, like a little DM conversation and you're, I was asking you like, so do you know, are you, are you from Tennessee? And you're like, well, I'm not from Tennessee, but I go like to MTS. He's like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to Belmont. Like we definitely have to meet just Literally. because like I, when I stumbled upon you, that was kind of like a difficult time I was going through where I was kind of lacking people my age or around my age that was just representing what I wanted to represent Mm -hmm. or at least what I thought I was representing. (laughs) So I don't know. It just gave me like a lot of hope just like coming to Nashville, just kind of like knowing a familiar face or like seeing a familiar face. Literally same. I remember following you and be like, oh my gosh, she's going to Belmont. Like, that's so cool. And like, I kid you not, I got to find the journal. Like Kaz, this was how innocent my prayer was. You wrote about me. Yes, I wrote about you. I was just praying. I was like, Lord, like me and Kaz just follow each other on Instagram. Like he's going to Belmont and that's literally right down the road. I just hope that he knows that he's not alone in this college season because mm-hmm. I know how hard it is. Yeah. And that was literally my innocent prayer. I was like, I would love to be his friend. Like, that'd be so fun. I'm not even kidding. And so I got to find it when I go home. Yeah, I want to see that. I no, see seriously. That. I was like, I would just love to be his friend. Like, and then I, I reposted something on my story because that literally impacted me so much. Okay. I screenshot it. You said it was something from your sermon and it said, um, temptation is sin asking permission to oh, act. Oh, yes. Because it already knows who has dominion mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fire. Yeah. Just to give a shout out, that wasn't me. That was Pastor Micah Berto. Man, that sermon just, it gave me a lot of clarity when it just comes to, you know, just the, the typical struggles, I guess you could say typical, that like a teen goes through, whether it's like lust or temptation, mm-hmm. um, you know, conviction, you know, jealousy, just like all of these sins that are in our life. It's like temptation is real obviously, but I feel like it's really just kind of the sin knocking on the door and we have the power to open the door, Mm -hmm. you know? So if temptation doesn't really have authority over us, we have authority over it. Yeah. The question is, are we going to let it have authority over us? That's something that we can think about in our our everyday today is like, we Mm -hmm. get to choose the joy, but we also could choose the opposite of each decision that we make has a consequence. And so that hit me. I don't know what I was going through, but I remember just screenshotting that and be like, I need to share this with all my friends on internet and then then we dm'd and Mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh and you were like i'm gonna be in town next week and i was like me too (laughs) and the rest is history yeah look at us now look at you now i know we just out here doing what we love (laughs) just out we are i love it i I love that we're both in college though too i feel like Mm. at first i don't know if you were like this but i was like i don't want to go to college like i can do this yeah so believe it or not 
um, Belmont has been my dream school since seventh grade. Yeah, I actually used to, well, I still kind of attend. Um, I would attend a, a music camp. It was oh, actually Toby Max camp. Yeah. I would attend there at Trevecca since seventh grade. And I can say um, maybe by my second year, I became more of like a teacher's aide rather than mm. a, like a camper. Like I still went as a camper, but it was more like an assistant because I was still like a middle school. Like, right. you, you know, they couldn't just hand me an internship. You know, that's kind of wow. illegal, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I found out about Belmont through that, just like being in Nashville. Feel you know word of mouth and I would say maybe in my sophomore year that's when just you know the weight of the world started to hit you know that's when I really started to go through anxiety um, depression I actually started counseling maybe I want to say it was the um, the March of my sophomore year I believe mm-hmm. is when I started counseling so you, you know I was just going through a whirlwind of stuff um, and college did become one of the many things that brought me anxiety to the point to where I would come up with so many different side plans or other, you know, things I could do. Like I was, you know, maybe I could just stay in Texas and do like full sale online, or maybe I could, um, there's something called the world race hmm. that my friend did. He did a, a nine month mission trip around the world. Wow. Um, and he did online school while he did it. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. that's something I could do, you know, um, cause I love ministry. I love serving. So, you, you know, <laughs> just, just, there are so many things I wanted to do besides school that still involved school but just not actually physically going to school but I remember it was my sophomore year towards the end and me and my dad went to Zoe's kitchen and we were just talking about just you know life and you know like what's my plan you know what do I feel my purpose is and these were questions I did not have an answer to at all but you know he was just striking so many questions that I was afraid to ask myself or so many questions that I just kind of um, swept under the rug mm-hmm. that I wasn't even thinking about thinking about you know um but if it wasn't for my dad just really challenging me to kind of let my walls down because there were so many walls that I built up that we just had a beautiful conversation that just turned into what it is now Mm -hmm. uh he just gave me a lot of the encouragement I needed that I wasn't giving myself just about you know how I I could do anything I put my mind to but I didn't believe that you you know so it just took a lot of uh self-internal confidence I had to bestow into myself and also just remember that, you know, God has a plan for me. But mm-hmm. the question is, like, am I going to follow that plan or try to make my own? Right. And I feel like me trying to do, like, the mission trips and stuff was just me trying to do my own plan. Mm-hmm. When, after all, God wanted me here right. in Nashville. So after Zoe's Kitchen and that meal with your dad, would you say that um, that's when you're like, okay, Belmont is what I really, truly need to do? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I wasn't like 100% Belmont, let's do it. It was just more <laughs> like, okay, okay, God, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I don't believe in coincidences. No, um, And like, the thing is, when me and my dad went to Zoe's Kitchen, like, we weren't going there planning to talk about college. We were just going there kicking it. Yeah. Just eating. Oh, you, yeah. you know, grubbing, father, grubbing, you know, we were just grubbing. Know? So like, that's why I really do know God is real because I feel like sometimes we, as believers, um, we, we, we think that God is just this audible voice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might have a question or a doubt or, you know, just some, some sort of constraint. And we just believe that we'll, we'll just hear this voice in our head when really, I believe it's more of intuition yeah. that we can kind of cloak God around. But I believe that God speaks through others. Mm-hmm. I believe God speaks through nature, through conversation. Half the revelations I've had have been just with other people, like whether it's um, you know affirmation or just you know a conversation I wasn't even ready to have, but I felt prompted, prompt to you know, what's the word, prompt to have it. Yeah. Um. You know. So like I can definitely say that my dad and I having that conversation just gave me the the kick in the butt I needed to mm-hmm. kind of just you know 
open my eyes. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting like from an earthly father's perspective, from a heavenly father's perspective, mm. to see how that correlates. How would you say that, <clears throat> how your dad has impacted you and just influenced you? How do you see the Lord in that way? Right, how right. Does that- when I think of godly men in my life, my dad is the absolute example of that. Um, just from the way he treats my mom um, to the way his um, private faith is um, just a, a magnification of his public mm-hmm. faith. Um you know, just getting to witness that and being the same household as that, I can definitely say that, like, I have no doubt that my dad believes in God. I have no doubt that my dad wants to be the best godly man he can be. And just kind of growing up around that was just the perfect example for me. So a lot of the wisdom I get that people think I just came up with, um, <laughs> it's either from him or just stuff I've kind of adapted and, and you know, kind of made it more personal. Because, you know, you can pass down wisdom, right. but experiences are very personal. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the journey's personal. So maybe, you know, my dad would tell me something that was good for him, mm-hmm. but it might not have been like the best for me. <laughs> but it just gave me the time to just kind of, you know, marinate on it. And just actually apply it to my life right. because like I said like I have no doubt that my dad does not believe in God like he is a God-fearing man mm-hmm. so like you know whatever he said I, I took it to heart big time so one one of these days you're gonna go on to heaven you know yeah and you're gonna be up there standing mm-hmm. before the father but you're not gonna be standing next to your dad your mom your sisters anyone mm-hmm. it's just gonna be you and the father your life yeah what's your why the anxieties, everything has led up to um, a new season, being mm. where your feet are. What does that look like for you? What's your why? Man, what's my why? I would say people is one of your whys. People. You love so well. Thank you. Definitely people. I can say for me, the question should be why not? Mm-hmm. I've never been a- able to answer the why. I've mm-hmm. always responded with why not? The, the world is so crazy. Yeah. Especially today with all the with all the shootings and, um, you know, j- just this semester of college, there's been so many personal mm-hmm. deaths that I've been, you know, kind of mourning after. But like um, one of the songs that my dad wrote, um, it's called Winter's Promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a beautiful lady who just tragically lost her life just mm-hmm. because it was her time, you know? The main hook of the song says, uh, just let heaven be real. Um, and, and the song is just kind of like a cry, like, you know, like, just let it be real. Like, I hope it's real. Like, I hope what I'm doing is not wasted. I hope it's for something. And what's interesting is that's the kind of lifestyle I've always had. I just never knew how to, how, how to articulate it. Yeah. And I can definitely say that that song, those lyrics helped me articulate my thoughts better. So like, just why not? Why would we not want to serve a father that loves us regardless of our transgressions? Mm-hmm. You know, why would we not want to love others better than we would love ourselves? You, you know, just why not? Like, I, I understand that people have morals. I have morals. Everyone has morals. You got standards, too. We, we have, yeah, yeah, I'm not a man <laughs> of expectation. I'm a man of standards. But like, Amen. you know, we all have morals. But to me, it's like, what are they good for if they're for yourself? This. Everyone needs a compass. There has to be a, a direction, you know, just just saying I'm doing what I'm doing to be a good person for me isn't enough anymore just because words are fleeting. Yeah. Especially in today's age, words are so fleeting. So to me, why not? Why would you not want to do something for a greater cause? Why would you not want to pursue a father and love a father that, you know, in the end time will just embrace you mm-hmm. regardless of the mistakes you've made in this temporary world just why not 
You came back at me with that one. <laughs> Woo! Love them anyway. That mm-hmm. That's what it truly makes me think of is love them anyway. Yeah. Um, I know like we've talked even over lunch of just about like with college and the craziness. It's just like love them anyway. Why not? Mm-hmm. Love like the father. It's not about us at the end of the day. Right. And that's one thing that I love about you is you know that. Thank and you, you don't just talk the talk. You walk the walk on and off the screen. And that is rare to find. So y'all find those friends and let them sharpen <laughs> you like iron because they will come at you with the why nots when you just ask them why. Thank you. What's your why? Why not, Kaz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is my why? Love them anyway is a big is a big thing for me. Definitely. Uh, um, yeah. Because people will hurt you, but hurt people hurt people. Mm. So I think that's one thing for me that I'm always trying to know that there's a reason. There's an action for every reaction yeah. that's equal and opposite. And so I understand why people come at me with different things or they treat me a certain way because I look at the world a certain way. That's Obviously, they don't see that that joy is not just happiness. Happiness comes from happenings. Mm. But joy? Kaz, you know where that comes from. You preach it to me right now. <laughs> joy comes from Jesus. And that's, that's not good. based on our circumstances. And I know, like, both of us have had tough semesters with college. Yeah. And that was one thing that I thought I was alone in being where my feet are this semester and being like, okay, I just really got to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw your back screen and it was your feet. And I was like, Kaz, <laughs> why do you have your feet as your back screen on your yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. And you said the same exact thing, be where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how you can love people is just being all there and being present in each moment because you know we're not promised tomorrow and yesterday is Mm -hmm. gone. How has college been? You're at Belmont. Yeah. For um, for the most part, it's been good. Um, You know, God's been teaching me a lot just about time. Mm -hmm. I I feel like time has been the main theme. Um, Not not in a, what's the word? Not not in a like time ticking kind of way, Mm -hmm. just more in a, how are you going to use this time kind right. of way? Um, so like my main kind of theme has been like my feet, like live where, live where my feet are. Um, I'm not wearing them right now, but one of my favorite pair of shoes, and my, I call them my walk with me's. And they're just these old, dirty, beat up, raggedy vans I have that I kept <laughs> over the years that um, I've had people sign. Oh. So um, how it started was I took them to a camp called Canacook. I went caving in them mm-hmm. because they were like the only closed-toed shoes I brought. <laughs> um, so that's how they got all dirty. But when we got out of the cave, I had um, all of the boys that I went caving with sign them. Wow. Um, and the main significance for me is when we went in the cave, um, the person that was leading us let us all through like these different chambers, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like one, like a really, really dark chamber. And it was right like in the middle of the cave. And like we turned all our headlights off and there was not a speck of light. Like not, not a speck, it was just completely wow. dark. And he said, okay, now one of you, one by one, turn your headlights on, like the, the headlights. And, and you just saw like, you know, like balls of light just mm-hmm. slowly. And he was just saying like, we are the lights of the world. Mm-hmm. He was just saying like, I know this world can seem dark and scary and you might feel like you're by yourself and all alone. And even that fear, just the fear of thinking you're alone Mm -hmm. can make you not want to shine your light because you don't want to be the only one shining. (laughs) That was good. And then there was um, another part at the very um, end of the cave. Mm -hmm. um, He obviously let us know it was like the end part because I I, kind of forgot the fact that a cave only has one entrance. And he was like, this is the turning point. And he said, what are you going to leave back behind in this cave? He said, what you leave back behind, you can't take out with you. Wow. Um, and that was just kind of like the turning point for me, literally turning point. <laughs> that was the turning point for me that just made me have to think, okay, like as a man, what am I like hiding from God? Mm-hmm. Like, like what am I holding on to that I need to leave here? One was time. 
So, uh, so like, that's why time is just so important to me. Two was love and what love looks like, Mm -hmm. um, both in a, in a fleshly sense and a spiritual sense, um, just loving others, loving well, loving yourself, loving God. And then the third one was just patience. I, I feel like one thing I was holding on to while being in the cave was I was so anxious and ready to get out. And when I came to the end, I kind of just like sat there and was just like, see, like if I were to rely on myself um, and in my own process, like I wouldn't have enjoyed this journey. Like sometimes we try to rush the journey and we miss like the lessons and the trials. And then we we come back and we're like, okay, like why am I still messing up in this area? And it's like, you didn't learn from your cycle. You didn't learn from your journey. So those are like just the big three key elements I took out with that. But why the shoes are so important to me is like, because to this day, there's about, I want to say 300 names on those shoes. What? Um, and I look down at them and I just kind of just, um, you know, look at the names and I just like, you know, meditate on the memories. Um, and just like, that's, that's how I want to be. I want to be a person that worries less about the future and just more about where I am and where I've been. You, you know, you know, one thing I kind of wake up telling myself, I write it in my journal every day is I can tell you where I've been, but where I go, I do not fear. Mm. So just living where my feet are, you, you know, knowing that tomorrow is not promised. I, I find rest in that. Mm-hmm. I, I find rest in knowing tomorrow is not promised because yeah. I know that the journeys and the steps I have taken to get here, yes, they've been treacherous, they've been hard, but it's been a fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's been a march. A I've been, good I've, fight. It's been a good fight, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy the journey one step at a time. Oh, my goodness. And how many years have you walked this earth? 19. Yeah, I'm 19 now. 19 That's weird. Years. 19 And it's so encouraging to me to see where you are within just 19 years to know that there are people our age just running this race, mm-hmm. but running it at the pace of grace. Right. Oh, yeah. And just knowing that, and that's from Michael Todd, our favorite. <laughs> but, Shout out to Mike Todd. Yes, we love Transformation Church. And so... Um, represent. Represent. Woo! You know us just out here on this side of heaven, knowing that Jesus walked everywhere. And that yeah. was something in this season of being where your feet are that I'm really learning is like, Jesus didn't rush to get somewhere. He mm. stride. He was striding. He didn't strive for anything. And if we're walking walking at a pace of just a good, a good, nice walk, you know, Mm -hmm. that's about three miles an hour. And so if we go outside of that, that's not walking in step with love Mm -hmm. because if God is love, we just need to walk in that daily three miles per hour. And with time, it's like time is a new concept of about 200 years, not new, but (laughs) newish of 200 years ago of just putting down time of once um, the trains came about. And so that's been a new concept that we're making ourselves more articulate in having to be perfect in everything, Mm -hmm. perfect in our timing of we only have 168 hours a week. And so I know that you cultivate that time well. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned your journal. Yeah, I'm such a journaler. Oh, my goodness. Okay, tell me about your journal and how does that fit in like your college life? Yeah. What does that look like? Quiet time. Number one, men, it is not girly to journal i've been Say it, a little I, louder for the it is not in the back. journaling is not a girl thing like journaling should just be a godly thing in my opinion mm-hmm. um i just feel like you know if god gives you a thought or if god is putting you through a test or a trial you need to document that mm-hmm. those are milestones mm-hmm. those are mountains yeah and you know the thing about a mountain is like you you, you won't forget a mountain's there it's a mountain right <laughs> but if you don't write the mountain down you're gonna forget so yeah i've been drilling for years i have four journals each one kind of literally just resembles a different season of my life um where i was a very baby baby believer mm-hmm. to where i am now and at first i would say maybe like 
my second year of journaling, it did get very routine-like. Right. And um, what's interesting enough is when I look back at my notes, both like um, whether it was like at a church or just like, you know, quiet time or just a thought, when I look back, it makes sense because it was a time where my life was very stagnant. So that that's why I like I can't encourage enough journal because like it, it's literally volumes of your life like like mm-hmm. you, you know and like my, my hope is for one day you know to to pass to my kids you know my journal so they can be like this is what your father went through and I got that idea from my mom I asked my mom if I could have her old Bible mm-hmm. and it's still the Bible I use to this day wow. it's, it says Tammy Franklin but I kind of blacked out the Tammy part because people were calling me Tammy because you know, <laughs> uh, it has all my annotations plus hers wow so it, it's literally me getting a glimpse of her life you know journaling journaling now has just become second nature to me mm-hmm. i can definitely say i've been doing it more and more since i've been at school back at home in texas um i'm not saying that it wasn't i'm not saying it was a bad thing to journal but for some reason i just didn't feel as compelled to mm-hmm. um i didn't feel like i was really pursuing god in a way i should have been meaning like i just feel like i was holding back my time mm-hmm. i felt like i was making more time for the things i wanted to do but not the things i needed to do in reflection that kind of like showed in my journaling but yeah i mean like i'm at a point now where some of my thoughts aren't it's more than just god thoughts you, you know like i don't mm-hmm. want people to think too like only right now it's a god thought no j- just write down your thoughts because yeah. like it, it's very one it's therapeutic it truly it, it is. is very therapeutic but two like it just it just lets you know how you're doing for me journaling more than anything is uh staying in tune with reality for me Mm-hmm. Um, because what I don't want to do, what I used to do is just get super lost in my spiritual world mm-hmm. that I did become very judgmental. I did become very Pharisee-like. So for me, more than anything, uh, journaling is my way of reminding myself I am human, mm-hmm. um, but that I am a spiritual being in a human's body. One of the qu- biggest questions I get all the time, all the time, is... What does it look like to have a quiet time in college? Like, how mm. do you make time for it? But for me, <clears throat> Jesus is over everything, over right. my schoolwork, over my time, over my sleep. Um, how do you structure mm. your time with him? So one, <laughs> I am extremely introverted for all the Enneagram people. I'm a type four wing five. Mm. I, I need to read more into that. I don't know too much about that, but I'm extremely introverted. So for me, being alone is not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, not to sound pessimistic, I found joy in this, but I'm alone for the majority of the week. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not hard for me. Um, So for me, anytime's quiet time. Um, I I don't really have like a set, oh, this is what I'm going to journal. This is what I'm going to write. Because when I did do that, for me, um, at least for me, it was very routine-like. So like, that's just for me. I don't want to like say, don't make a regimen. If that's that's what works for you, then do it by all means. But for Mm -hmm. me, just creating a regimen did not work. If I just have like a thought, I'll just literally sit down and write, what am I feeling? Like, how am I feeling? Mm. I believe, I think we've talked about this, uh, in my opinion, feelings have no intellect. Mm. Feelings just connect themselves to their current environment. Mm. So you can feel sad, you can feel lonely, you know, you can, you know, you, you can just have all these different emotions, but that doesn't mean, you know, that that's how you have to be. Right. You, you know, like earlier today, we we're talking about um, like a funeral and, and how a funeral is a sorrow filled yet joyful event. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the sorrow does come from the loss of a soul, right. but the joy comes from knowing the soul's at rest and has to suffer no more. So it's mm-hmm. all about perspective. Um, so I'll just write down like, how is Kaz feeling? And mm-hmm. I'll literally write back to myself, Kaz is sad. Kaz <laughs> like, is sad. Like, you know, Kaz is feeling this and that. And then I'll write what truth um, or like what fact is proving this, you know, like, like what, what, what is mm-hmm. proving this? 
Um, and then I'll look around. I'm like, well, I'm not alone. There's people around me. So, so you know what I mean? So, so it, I it, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's just my way of being aware mm-hmm. of being aware that we really are spiritual beings in the human body because we can feel the tangible feelings of flesh, mm-hmm. but we forget that there's so many spiritual fruits that, mm-hmm. you know, we forget because we get caught up in the, yeah. the, the fleshly tangible you, you, you know, feelings and, and you know, so. Mm-hmm. We fix our eyes on what is seen and what is not unseen. Right, And right. that's what, we need to flip that. We need to fix our eyes on what is unseen mm-hmm. and that's not the feelings. Right, because if all you're seeing is what is seen, then you're not seeing what there is to be seen. Sight is what you see right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like visions is what you see when your eyes are closed and when you pray about. Like mm-hmm. that is the vision for your life and that that's so cool. Oh, so journaling, quiet time, college family how does this all play into music music because that's a big part of your life right right so i am at belmont i'm a commercial percussion major what does that look like yeah so it's lots interesting of, lots of drums a lot sticks more than just drums really? like like what is it called uh like t- timpani yeah marimba uh symbols st- still yeah symbols still pans like the reggae <gasps> pans i actually have a concert tonight we're, we're playing those oh my um goodness. yeah it's interesting so i grew up going to a private school mm-hmm. that had a very small music department we only had choir and orchestra and by orchestra i just mean it was more like a string ensemble so oh, wow. it's like violin cello viola mm-hmm. that there was a drum line and I don't say this to bash the drum line, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't what I needed. Right. Because there was no reading involved. It was strict, hey, let's just learn this particular jam okay. and we'll play it. But it wasn't mm-hmm. more, it, it wasn't, hey, let's hand out sheet music and actually read and learn music. It was just, let's just learn this one particular. Does and that make sense? You're very theory driven. Right. I'm very theory driven. I'm very analytical and I'm very hands on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and one, I've always been hands-on, so just learning a jam isn't really making me a better drummer. Musician. It's making me kind of more stagnant than anything, because mm-hmm. I'm a very hands-on visual learner. But going into Belmont, um, there was a lot I had to do that I didn't know I needed to do. Hmm. For example, since there was no band, uh, I did not grow up playing snare. Um, I did not grow up reading music. Um I just didn't really know the nuance of it. Uh, So I had to take a couple of lessons. I've been self-taught my whole life. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah, so I only took lessons uh, specifically for Belmont. Um, I I practiced with a man named Jamil Byron. He's amazing. Um, He taught me how to read. Um, I could always kind of dabble on piano, but Mm -hmm. he taught me just more of like chord structure, different inversions. Um, Not only did he teach me how to read, but he just taught me a lot of technical things I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have a teacher... But when you lack a teacher, you lack someone there telling you what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that, that that's a story in its own, just growing up, not having a teacher, not having someone to tell me I'm wrong. It does make me think I'm always right. So did your dad not teach you? Did you just see my, my dad plays piano? You, you, yeah. You, you know, yeah. like, like my, so my dad plays piano and he writes songs. My dad's not a drummer and, right. and my dad can't play guitar. Like, like like one thing that's interesting is my dad can play just piano and I learned a bunch of instruments, and piano was actually one of the last instruments I learned. Really? So, so you would think, being the son of a piano player, that yeah. piano you, you know would I mean? be just second nature. Right, right, right. And then, too, you know, um, I was too young to understand back then, but now that I'm older, I understand that my dad was working and still works, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, there were moments and times where he didn't know what to do. Um, 
so he would ask, you know, a lot of his drummer friends, you know, what to do. So like, you know, put him in lessons, you know. So that's so why I actually I did do uh, about a month of lessons in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> did not take them seriously. That's why it only lasted a month. But yeah, you, you know, just the process and the preparation for Belmont was very tedious, but it was the discipline that I mm -hmm. needed because yeah. I could tell that it not only made me a better musician, but made me just a better man mm -hmm. to apply the same discipline to every facet of my life. But yeah, the audition process was amazing. Very anxiety driven, but I cannot complain. Um, it got to, it got me to where I am now. So now what that looks like is um, I'm in a couple of ensembles. Mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff outside of the major as well. So um, I've been able to do um, the Belmont Showcase. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a part of the, the BSA organization. So I'm the drummer for the Belmont uh, BSA Black Student Choir. Mm -hmm. So um, there's more stuff I'm able to do just outside of the major. But I would say that the major um, specifically just makes you a better, well-rounded musician, not just a drummer. Um, because you don't have to be in the school of music to be a musician at Belmont. Mm -hmm. I would say, in my opinion, if you just want to be the best well-rounded musician you can possibly be, then the School of Music is for you. Dang, you're selling Belmont <laughs> to all of our friends here. Oh, yeah. If MTSU ain't the one for you, <laughs> down the street, Kaz might be a good friend no, of yours. I've heard amazing things about MTSU, though. Amazing You're going to have to come visit no, definitely. one of these days. I need to, I need to. He's got his swag. I got him a sweatshirt yes. today. Yes, she did. Um, the weather's getting a little chillier, um, so he might... Share his true blue around campus true of all blue. the all the red. <laughs> Belmont's gonna hate me. <laughs> They're gonna love you. Take that off. Nah, I'm gonna I'm I'm wear it. I'm gonna represent. That's right. I better get a selfie. You will. You will so Belmont, your guy at Belmont. It's your first year. I know it's just like testing the waters of mm -hmm. figuring out what a routine looks like, and every semester is different. Once a senior told me that, I finally could relax, knowing that every semester is different, right. and, mm -hmm. and giving myself grace, not thinking that each season was going to be the same. Friend groups change, your classes change. You mature a lot mm -hmm. in each um, semester. But just for all our guys out there, can you just give them some advice? Because obviously, yes. I am not a guy. <laughs> so just pour out some love for advice. Okay, so guys. Guys, stay organized as men. That's something we are kind of bad at. My mom taught me how to be organized at a very young age. So if you have a good mama, props to you, kudos to you. <laughs> if you're a guy that knows how to be organized, do not have shame in showing other guys how to be organized. Other guys will appreciate that. It won't be weird, I promise. Stay organized, stay focused. Mm -hmm. I believe as men that um, we are very, in my opinion, naturally future driven. Um, I feel like as men, sometimes we can get caught up in how, what we're doing right now will affect the future you know meaning like you know dang like how will my major land me this job in the future um mm -hmm. you know one thing for me it's like yeah I'm, I'm in the school of music but like i enjoy photography mm -hmm. i enjoy speaking i enjoy writing all these things stop. what'd about, you stop. say what'd you say earlier at lunch you said there all these you say it i can't do it I, I said all these things you love to do is like a razor blade, like an old school razor blade handle. Mm -hmm. But the one thing you're good at is the blade that you put in the handle that actually makes the razor have purpose. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things I like to do, but just stay focused. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the Lord says, do not worry about tomorrow for he is tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, just, just stay focused. You, you know, I've been told 
that a lot of people will end up changing their majors by like maybe like their second year. <laughs> I've already had a battle with that my first really? semester. Yeah, j- just, <laughs> you know, not to get too sidetracked, but um, I got to a little predicament where I felt as if my flesh and my more fleshly gifts were having more attention than my spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. meaning like Belmont is a Christian school mm-hmm. and the only, the only things I was associated with that allowed me to be musical in a spiritual aspect is the BSA choir. Mm. So I got to do that choir night, the worship night. That was amazing. And then, you know, just outside of classes, me and my friends will have like, you know, random worship nights. But besides that, like the school of music is not like a Christian school. Like there there is... what is it? It's worship ministry. Mm-hmm. Like there is a major for worship ministry, but the school of music is not wrapped entirely in Christianity. So it does put more emphasis on how you are personally as a player yeah. rather than just a good overall Christian musician. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's one thing too. I'm, I'm trying to practice saying Christian musician yeah. instead of musician that's a Christian, you know, that's but, good. but just me being in the school of music, it's put a lot of emphasis on myself mm-hmm. and not God. Um, it's put more emphasis on what am I doing rather than what is God doing? So it did put me in a little limbo of like, am I doing the right thing? Just because I have a huge heart for worship. Mm -hmm. I know like there is like a a separate argument debate of like, you know, just what does worship look like? To me, worship looks like playing your absolute best. On and off the stage. Uh, Yeah, on and off the stage. So Mm -hmm. like for me, that's why I chose a school of music just because I want to be the best musician I can possibly be. Mm -hmm. So when I do get in a worship setting, I am prepared. You know, I I am more than prepared. So yeah, I I started looking into worship leadership and worship ministry. I then came across a friend, his name's Andrew, who I had no idea. He's a sophomore. Mm -hmm. He's still a drum major, but he added Christian leadership. Oh wow. And I was like, you can do that? (laughs) So, because currently I'm commercial music major, music business minor and that's mm-hmm. already a lot on my table oh, for sure. so I was just talking to him you know like what does that look like mm-hmm. and he was like man like there's only one extra class I'm taking <gasps> and, and it's like uh, it's called Paul's letters like oh, letters wow. from Paul mm-hmm. and I was like I love Paul we do love I love Corinthians like, like yes okay so, <laughs> so um, I'm now looking into just adding a major not just changing the major but just adding a major um, we love that just because I, I want to enhance the blade you know what I mean like like I don't I don't want to dull the blade I want to keep we the blade sharp it. right but yeah just stay focused yeah don't get distracted. Don't, don't get distracted. From a girl's perspective, we've talked about this. I'm, I get it. You're in college. Relationships are all around you. But Kaz and I will both tell you that oh, yeah. it is not easy and distractions are what yeah. keep you from your purpose. Right, right. One big thing I was fighting was I, I wasn't willing to admit that I had a fear of loneliness. Mm. E- even though I, I enjoy being lonely, it's like right. I'm the kind of person where I could be at a coffee shop, right? Um, a public coffee shop. And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people around me. You know, I'll, I'll have headphones in. I'm doing homework. And kind of back to the journaling thing, I'll feel lonely. And it's like, but dude, look around you. Mm-hmm. You're not lonely. Yeah. So I feel like in that moment, because um, it was a particular moment this happened, God showed me the difference between loneliness and solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed me how loneliness is a feeling, being in solitude is a choice. And he kind of redirected me to just David in the desert. Mm-hmm. You, you know how, how David went out to the desert to just kind of, you know, f- flee his transgressions to just kind of get with him and God, or, or at least to find God. Uh, he didn't have to be in the desert. No. You, you know, he, he could have stayed where he was. He could have gone to Hawaii. You know, he, he could have gone to the most <laughs> yeah. tropical, but no, he chose the desert. This mm-hmm. dude chose to be in the desert. And God just kind of showed me, you know, kind of in our walks, sometimes we're going to find ourselves in the desert, mm-hmm. but we're, we're, we're called to endure the desert. Some of the most beautiful things can happen in the desert. God's been showing me more and more of that. And I feel like the more and more I submit to that and the more and more um, I just find peace in being in solitude. God's just, yeah, God's just been doing miraculous things through it. Um, Someone told this to me and they said, 
I'm not just a college student living on mission. I'm a missionary that just has, mm. happens to be a college student. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I love Woo! That. which is so true because our purpose is bigger than this four-year piece of paper that we're getting. Right. That's pretty expensive. Mm. Um, or <laughs> yeah. adding a major, dropping a minor, whatever. Um, because on the other side of this, we're going to be able to share our stories and stories are what changed the world. Right. And to be able to do that with music or not, like that's mm. incredible. And I know that you would be okay even if all of your talents went away tomorrow. You mm. would still have your solid foundation and know that that's what changes the world is Amen. his gospel, not the songs. Even though, let's talk about songs for a minute. Kanye, can we just like take Yo. a moment? Yo, Jesus is king. Jesus is king, I didn't know y'all. y'all didn't know that, but Jesus is king. Uh, the reason why I say that is because like I've been seeing some of the most opus post just by people um mm-hmm. so, like i saw one tweet i'm not on twitter a whole lot but i was on twitter Same. i was on twitter and um, this guy said um like i'm an atheist but kanye got me saying jesus is king and that brings me so much joy and me reading that brought me so much joy. Me you, you know so like just in that uh, i saw like a really dope post by sadie robertson sadie robertson i forgot exactly what she said but i kind of had the same thought it just made me think of Paul, Saul, 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 Saul yeah, Saul to Paul. Jesus to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't. Think, that's a good. That um, caught you off. But it just made me think too, how me being someone who spent the majority of my time just more in like the the, the CCM, you know, kind of gospel mm-hmm. world. It's sad to see, in my opinion, just how we will pray mm-hmm. for secular artists, right? And when we see God doing something, we think like, is this a hoax? Is this real? Is this for the right reason? Yeah. Is is this a money grab? Mm. And like, you know, like one, one personal thought I did have was um, I loved when Kanye did Coachella. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But one thing that did kind of make me a little okay was when he was selling his merch, he was selling these sweatshirts. That and said it, Holy Spirit? Yeah, they said Holy Spirit, but they were like for like $200. I saw that. So, you know, my, so like just my first initial thought was like, okay, like I've been to a festival before. I've mm-hmm. seen very expensive merch, but I've never have seen like the name of Jesus with that much of a price on it, mm-hmm. you know, because my, my idea has been like the blood was the price, y- right. y- you know, so like it, it just made me very skeptical. skeptical. Did you see that interview because, um, that he did with Beats? Beats? I did not. Okay. So I haven't finished the whole thing. It's about okay. two hours long. So sit down. <laughs> but so Michael Todd posted that on one of his sermons in January, he was like, I'm praying for Kanye, mm-hmm. his Saul to Paul moment. That was in January. He said that the best moment that really changed him, Kanye, um, was after, right after Coachella. Hmm. He said it was Easter. So that's funny that you brought that up. Cause that was, he said the biggest turning point in his life leading up to, you know, Jesus is King. Right. This is just a personal question. What's your favorite track on the album? My favorite song is Water with Aunt Clemens. Mm. What is your favorite song? My favorite song is Water. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see the demographic of people he can reach. Like, right. He has a pull that no one else on this side of heaven has. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's using it. Right. And so we just got to love on him. He is our brother in Christ. Kaz, we're just, you know, getting to see it all. It's amazing. Mm. Transfiguration is just so royal, you know. It's mm. real. So I have a story to tell you before I even met you. Okay, so your dad's on Provident, right? Mm-hmm. In Franklin. Okay, so get this. I was in a music video for Yes, I Will for Vertical Worship okay. in April. And one of the people from the label 
was there and we were on lunch break and we're in between sets and we're, you know, we're halfway through the day. We're tired and I'm trying to eat me some, I think it was Olive Garden. Who knows? <laughs> Doesn't matter. But Great I was sticks. sitting there and this guy Landon, he was like, yeah, so we're over at Providence. And I was like, oh, cool. Just hearing all about it. It's awesome. Love it. And naming off some artists on the label. And they said, do you know who Kirk Franklin is? And I was like, well, yeah, like he has a new album coming out. Um, do you want to hear one of his new songs? I was like, heck yeah, dude. Um, and guess what song it was? What? It was okay. Welcome to yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. China. Mm-hmm. And then the music video came out and guess who was in it? Who was in it? You were. <laughs> you were on the drums. You didn't tell me this. I totally forgot about it until now. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. So I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I loved the song. First of all, it's such a bop. Mm-hmm. Like it became my alarm for a while because I was like, "I need to get going." It is okay? a good wake up song. Really I said it for my alarm. Really? <laughs> I was like, "Woke up to a world." <laughs> Truly waking up to really, a world. Really. After that, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I heard one an unreleased song. And we're on in this music video. How fun is this? <laughs> and then now we're friends, and you're just out here drumming. And doing your thing with your major. And so this music video, first of all, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube, isn't it? It is on YouTube. Where is it? I believe it is on... Vivo? Vivo. Mm-hmm. I believe. I could be wrong. Now, where can we find you on YouTube? You can, on YouTube, you can look up Kaz Franklin, C-A-Z-F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N. Or you can find me on my Instagram, Kaziah Franklin, C-A-Z-I-A-H-F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N. Make sure to double tap all of his pictures because his captions are legit fire. <laughs> legit fire. I save almost every post. And I had no shame in telling him that today. I was like, just everything you say is just so real and speaks to our generation. And what's to come is so good. What is to come, Kaz? Like, next five years, hopefully you won't be a super senior. <laughs> super senior. <laughs> super senior. Uh, Even if you are, I will still love you. But mm-hmm. what are you going to, what's next? I mean, right now, I'm just trying to endure whatever God's throwing at me. Like I said, right now, I'm trying to leave what my feet are. Yeah. I'm not worried about the future. I see myself ending up in Nashville just because I love Same. Nashville that much. I do feel called to Nashville. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know where I'm heading, but I have no fear where I'm heading. Amen. Me too. Oh, this has been so much fun. We have to do it again. Yes, definitely. Next year when we're in a new season of life, we can just catch up. But find Kaz on Instagram, on campus at Belmont, and all over the YouTubes playing drums. So until next time, you have anything else to say to our friends? I love Georgia Brown so much. Ah, See y'all later.